Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody to episode number 23 the message board geniuses podcast this is who's we got a full house today with casey joy and mbg gonna kick it off again this week with a little march madness talk we have a totally chalk final four of course with <laughs> fau san diego state miami and yukon thought we'd go around the horn here who are you guys rooting for here in the final four casey let's start with you i'm rooting for fau san diego state or Miami, but I truly believe UConn's going to win it. And I don't know why, because even as I try to justify it and say, you know, all the metrics say, and they got that big guy in the middle who's a bear, Miami's good. FAU can shoot, and San Diego State is fantastic on defense. So, like, I'm super excited. I was having a conversation last night with a friend of mine who hates it, wanted chalk, wanted, like, Kansas and Kentucky. This is my favorite the way that it is now. No number ones, no chalk. Everyone's bracket busted first week. Like, I love it. I can't wait for Saturday. All right, Joy, what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as Casey. I think UConn's going to win it all. If I could pick one, I don't know. I'd probably pick FAU. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have a reasoning for that other than, I don't know. <laughs> like, I genuinely have no reason. I think I would just pick them um, if I could pick one team to win it all at this point in time. But, yeah, I think UConn's going to win. I don't. I don't see anyone beating them, honestly. UConn seems to be the general consensus of most yeah. people I've, I've talked to so far. MBG, what do you think? coach is likable, too, Dusty May. I would say, obviously, UConn is playing the best right now. But last week, I think I said Arkansas and Alabama were playing the best, and they lost. Right after I said that. It was. It was literally the next day. It was probably within hours of when, after I said that. Um, but I would, I would like to see fellow Mountain West Conference mate San Diego State win, which I think they can. I mean, defensively, they're the best team in the tournament, um, and they're old. They're experienced. I, I think by far they're the best defensive team. Yeah, they can lock anybody yeah. up. I mean, they've got two guys. Think of this: they have two guys who have been at San Diego State long enough that they each have played against Utah State 14 times in their college right. career. <laughs> so in uh, Adam Seiko and uh, Nathan Mensa, and, you know, they got a couple guys that can get buckets when they need one, Matt Bradley and uh, the Trammel kid. I think San Diego State would be my dark horse if there's such thing as a dark horse in the Final Four. But um, but I do I, – I think – Connecticut win it. And I love watching that Hawkins kid for Connecticut shoot. Uh, that guy, he's fun to watch shoot. He's about as pure a shooter as I've seen in quite a while. He's fun to watch. So oh, yeah. my heart says San Diego State. My head says UConn. Well, I think there's something to root for with all of them, right? Like for chaos, it's FAU. For <laughs> America's, uh, America's team, it's got to be San Diego State because they did mm. the whole country a favor, right? Um <laughs> You got a potential blue blood argument for UConn if they win another one. And 
So I'm going with Miami <laughs> for a couple of reasons. One, what the obvious reason, actually the, the only reason is ACC, baby. Like all of <laughs> years is ACC's down. You know, it's they're like the third or fourth best conference. Well, guess what? We had two Final Four teams last year. We got another one this year. I mean, it's a little – and no SEC team, no, no offense, Joy, no Big 12 team, no Big 10 team. I mean, and you even heard – was it was it Wong on Miami talking about how it was the grind of going through the ACC schedule that has helped them in close games. I think – you know, I don't know what's going on with the metrics, but I think the conference is better than it gets credit for. And it would just be cool to see – I like Larinaga. You know, he's just a grumpy old dude, but in a way that's not nearly as – or, or manslaughtery as Beheim was. So, um, <laughs> sorry, manslaughtery. That one tickled. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so that's all that's what I'm pulled for. And listen, I, I think UConn they've looked the best. I also think Gonzaga played terrible. Um, and so, you know, like I don't know how much of that. I, I think UConn's very good, but I think part of that is Gonzaga just played really poorly. So I, I think Miami's got a shot. I mean, they, their guard play is elite. Um, they run four guys out there. Yeah, four guards. Jordan yeah. Miller was. What was the stat that he had the other day? He was perfect from the field and the free throw mm-hmm. line. He had he had twenty seven points on seven field goal attempts. And that's one of the ones that you hear less about transfer. Yeah. From and and by the way, seven field goal attempts, no threes. Like twenty seven points on. <laughs> just he made seven twos. That's efficient. Free throws. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. If, if their if their guards are hitting, I think they can beat anybody. And that, that more, beast, be that bear hard. they got in the middle, Norchad O'Meara, is a stud too. Yeah. Like he does, he'll run through a wall. You just gotta keep him out of foul trouble. Yeah, they remind me a little bit of that Arizona team with Bibby and Miles Simon. Um, yeah. With his with the guard play that they have, uh, they're fun to watch too. Wong and Pack are both fun, yep. fun to watch. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, they got it. it's going to be a fun Final Four. I like anybody, any of those four teams could win. I'm not going to be disappointed. I just hope the games continue to be as good as they've been so far. All right. So I'm sure we'll do a recap next week. But this brings us to our next segment, which is Genius of the Week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate player, coach, team, conference, someone who did something particularly ridiculous in the last week. All right. We had another Twitter vote last week, and Joy took home the win. With her nominee of Cam Newton, who got 34.8. Thanks, Casey. Casey's nominee of Kihei Clark, who got 30.7%. There, there were some protests filed. There were some voting irregularities uh, we don't need to go into here. You really got to get over it. <laughs> I'll just say that uh, Joy does officially, officially, I'm putting that in quotes, lead with three wins now, <laughs> followed by... Me and Casey with two each, and MBG is is also participating. So one of these one of these weeks, I need to just nominate like Vladimir Putin or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, Satan. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, thought you were gonna just like run us into the ground last week, and you nominated yourself. And me too. I was honestly yeah. prepared for that. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping for it almost. I thought MBG was gonna win, and then it, I thought if MBG didn't win, that Casey would win. Well, yeah, that was the, the Cam Newton was a sleeper. Yeah, it really was. Well. It's kind of like his NFL career. <laughs> Always slander. Uh, <laughs> All uh, right. So, Casey, who do you have this week? Well, I was going to nominate MBG for nominating himself <laughs> last week, but, uh, but I'm, 
as I was scouring and scrambling this week, because I didn't see a lot of people that or, or things that happened that were geniuses of the week, in my opinion. So what I was, I was scrolling through Twitter and I ran across a thread. It's South Carolina v. Clemson thread. And it's a hypothetical conference guy. Because then as it was like, you know, once you see a car on the road, then you see the same make and model like again or like i don't know i i'm gonna cut that out too (laughs) (laughs) actually no i'm not Um, right before the show (laughs) i I bought a jeep wrangler and i always now i see wranglers all over the road so anyway so i saw it multiple times today but hypothetical conference guy and i might have done this before i might have done this at the beginning when we first started this thing this guy pisses me off, I'll be honest with you. The guy that says we would go 7 and 5 or we would go 11 and 0 in the ACC or we would go 11 and 0 in the Big 10 if we if we were in there with your schedule. I just it's just PSA. You can't just up and leave a conference. And so that argument needs to just go away. And I'm on my soapbox and I'm on the crusade to end this, but I know it's never going to end. But hypothetical conference guys, my genius of the week. Let's let's be honest. It's always eleven and zero in the ACC. That's always the argument, right? <laughs> Utah State would go eleven and zero in the ACC easily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even the ACC. I did see it because it was Clemson v South Carolina, but I've also seen the Ohio State fans doing it, and now I'm seeing it with like USC. Now that they're actually moving into the the big 10 like oh now we can find out you know it's just there's just so much of that kind of stuff like I keep utah forgetting. state came to the c colonial conference they might win I, I mean, <laughs> you, you can't just up and move i like how you do a different voice for that argument <laughs> that's, that's how what utah that guy state sounds like yeah. <laughs> that's what casey that guy sounds like in my head for like one second doing his doofus voice there i like that casey did he make a video telling you why they would go no, but I need that. <laughs> I'm sure it can be arranged. Just a heads up, hypothetical conference guy is not going to fit in the Twitter poll box. So <laughs> it's just going to have to be HCG. Just put South Carolina fan. Okay. It's fair. All right, Joy, who do you have this week? Well, guys, I feel like I gave this person a lot of hate for months and months and months and then I just stopped. It just got I kind of ghosted him for a minute. Was going to kind of let him get he, he's like my ex-boyfriend. Like we broke up. I was going to I let him take some time, get his crap together, and then he comes back with just more and so my genius of the week is Jimbo Fisher because I just I can't stay away. So earlier this week, he was asked in a, uh, as you all know, he hired um, Bobby Petrino in the offseason, very non-controversial hire, and um, to run his offense because last year's offense was a churchist. And so in a news conference this week, he was asked, is Petrino going to be the one making the offensive play calls? And his response was, I mean, we'll go through that as we go. So after the most atrocious 2022-2023 season ever, he still is not willing to give up the reins. Um, they they continue to kind of press him, and so he finally said plan on him making the calls. And then he proceeded to say that it was not about scheme. It was only about execution, that there is not a hill of beans between anybody as far as what goes on. And that basically every college football team in America is running the exact same scheme 
And so it's only about the execution, which all that was was an excuse for his 2022 season is he just he genuinely at this point can't help himself. And I hope his ego continues to get in the way and they don't make a bowl game again this year. So my genius of the week is Jimbo Fisher. Did you see Lane troll Jimbo? I did. That, That's actually where I got my genius of the week. Was I love Lane. I mean, I don't know how you don't like Lane. Not. He just doesn't care, man. It's he's awesome. so petty, but I just love it. And the and fact that he tagged Kirby Smart. Yeah, I was like, like, like Kirby. It was like, <laughs> it was like they were on a group text. Like, hey, look what this dummy said. <laughs> It felt like he. It felt like there was like a company wide email that needed to go out, and like someone didn't get their job done, so they had to CC the boss. That would. That's what it felt like when Lane uh, copied Kirby on the tweet. I thought that was hysterical. That was Speaking awesome. of manslaughtery, isn't the defensive coordinator DJ Durkin? Yep. Yeah, he's got some quality coaches. It, they've there. got a staff, man. Yeah. I mean, they joined. Look, they signed on with their blood. They they joined the cult. So OJ Simpson, the running back coach. <laughs> well, Stephen Donahue about hiring Nate Oates as their basketball coach. Wrong place, wrong time, though. <laughs> All right, MBG, who do you have this week? All right, I got one for you to this week. Is this a winner? Does feel like a winner? Well, it should be, but every week it should be, and it never <laughs> happens. <laughs> Mine is Texas fans. So we all know Texas's basketball situation, right? Chris Beard bowed out <laughs> early in the season, and uh, Rodney Terry took over. Under Terry, they had a record of twenty-two and eight. Took him to the the Great Eight, the Elite Eight, I guess is what they call it. The Great and eight. lost. I mean, grade eight, elite eight, same diff. A very good um, eight. And then, That's right. And, <laughs> the above average eight. <laughs> yeah, they're not too bad eight. And <laughs> they, they lost to Miami this week. So apparently that wasn't good enough for a lot of Texas fans who thought that that would be grounds to just get rid of Rodney Terry and fire Rodney Terry. So there were multiple posts on the Texas board. I pulled two, one from a guy named Electric City Rules who says, fire Terry, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, I don't know what proof he's looking at. And another guy says, Terry's not it. Uh, No coaching adjustments in this game to help his team. So Ronnie Terry goes 22 and eight, takes him to the, the elite eight under not very ideal circumstances. I mean, having to deal with what he had to deal with and play in the big 12. Um, I think they won the big 12 championship. They beat Kansas uh, in the big 12 championship, went all the way to the elite eight, which is further than they have been in. I think 2006 was the last time. No, maybe 2008 was no 2006 was the last time they had gone that far. I mean, 17 years and Texas fans want him fired. Fortunately for Rodney Terry, who's a, who's a good coach, uh, the Texas uh, administration didn't agree. And I think that they hired him this week full time, but for wanting to fire Rodney Terry, Texas fans are my geniuses of the week. That is a good one. That's a great yeah, one. Like best case scenario for them considering, I mean, they could have easily fallen apart when Beard left. Right. I mean, oh, I for sure. Did a great job. It should have fallen apart. And they ran into a, a very good team. I mean, who just outplayed them in the second half. All right. Well, I'm staying in the state of Texas. My genius of the week is the uh, Texas A&M <laughs> Freaker. I don't know. If, I think this is our first foray into college baseball, but 
During the game against Texas yesterday, a masked shirtless man ran onto the field carrying a sign reading Longhorn Suck, <laughs> briefly mooned the crowd before trying to escape over the outfield wall, only to be captured by police. What made his inability to outrun the cops amusing to me is it turns out that he's on the Texas A&M cross-country team. Um, <laughs> And was yeah. on a Texas A&M. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly. Was that's a, the operative term because he's now been not only arrested but uh, suspended. So uh, yes, I'm, I'm not going to name the poor kid, but the Texas A&M cross country streaker is my genius of the week. Cross country guys aren't necessarily the fastest, but they could run far. So if this was a race against the police, like in distance, this guy would have gotten away. But because right. it was probably this like a hundred yard dash. He should have just done laps around the outfield until the cops yeah, got fired out and then jumped over the wall. <laughs> and their skinny cells, they, they run so upright and stuff, and, like, it's so smooth, and they could have just run, you know, four-minute miles for days. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. He did give himself up. I don't know if y'all saw it, but he, he jumped the wall, and there was a cop there just waiting for him, and he just immediately just went down on the ground. He didn't even try and run, which is, yeah. He, he, was, he went <laughs> He wasn't going to catch that extra obstructing charge. <laughs> like, I'm just going to cut my losses now. I've ruined my life. Let me just go ahead and lay down. We have any lawyers in here that could maybe represent this kid? I think only, uh, I think we only have 20. Well, I don't know if you've done it for 20 years, but MBG is the only one who's done any criminal law. So, I mean, along with the two of you, maybe, but right. I haven't done it. Between us, law. we have 20 some odd years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, between the four of us, we've done it enough. <laughs> I love that joke. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been beaten, but I love it. All right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. We're also doing another t shirt giveaway with Saturday's Count this week. You can find their merch at saturdayscount.com. First person to log in with the promo code MBG after the podcast drops on Friday will win a free shirt from the school of their choice. Remember, there's only so many Saturdays. Make them count. All right, MBG, what do you have for us lined up here this week? Well, we talked a little bit about Alabama losing this week. And, I, I mean, last week, you remember, I think we talked about Nick Saban's comments. And there were some Alabama fans who – thought that Saban was kind of bringing the basketball program down um, with his comments there. So how do you think Alabama fans reacted after Alabama lost in basketball? Well, like very every, civilly, very civilly. Yeah. Every once in a while, you like, I think, okay, I'm going to find a post that says X. I just got to look hard enough and I'll find it. And so I knew that I was going to find a post that said this. Um, that shows exactly how they reacted. And it didn't take me long to find it. it. It showed up pretty quickly in my search. So this was following the game on Bama Insider, poster named Bama Jack 7. He said, Saban had an impact. Saban does not need to open his effing mouth right before the biggest game of the year. This is, this is bull crap. These guys needed support, not Saban's ego. So... Inevitably, I found the post that Nick Saban was at fault for Alabama's loss to San Diego State in basketball. Makes you guys see this one coming? Logical, for sure. Well, it's confusing, right? Because I don't know if you all had this experience, but after that quote 
first came out where he said, you know, there's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time, whatever, whatever the quote was. Every Bama fan swore up and down that it was just a coincidence that Saban doesn't even pay any attention to basketball. And, he, you know, that was not on purpose. And, you know, it was just a complete coincidence, whatever. And so and they lose. And then suddenly it, the story changes a little bit. Right. Suddenly he's at fault for, for his coincidental statement that had uh, nothing to do with the basketball team. I did not see this fall from grace coming. <laughs> did Nick Saban what, and, fall from grace? <laughs> well, we I know mean, you're I, him at Clemson. <laughs> I was going to say that about Terry, too, from Texas. but. <laughs> I mean, didn't Brad and Miller shoot like three for 23? I see that that would be like the first finger would be pointed his way. Nope, no, nope. well, well, don't put it like a gun, though. <laughs> In the tournament, he shot eight for 41, which is, I believe, less than 20%. Yeah, so it was 19. Yeah. I mean, which is like one of literally one of the worst shooting performances in tournament history, I think, given the number of attempts. I just so, love yeah. how the world works, don't y'all? Like the one yeah. kid, the one <laughs> problem the whole you've had all season long, and then that's the kid that doesn't shoot well when it matters. Are you saying karma got him? Joy, um, I don't believe saying? karma, but I am saying that you like the world just has a really funny way of um of humbling those that need to be humbled, and maybe that's Nick Saban too. <laughs> not just not saying that. But it's funny they they hate him right now. But come football season, if they'll, they'll be worse with the ground he walks on all over again. Yeah, they like, better not lose to Tennessee again. Well, they they need two games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by what? How many points did we figure that out? Two points. Two games by four. three points. Four. Yeah. By the way, the the most vicious tweet that I saw after the Bama loss was the Barstool Bama account tweeted i want to die after they lost and twitter guy classless vol just said (laughs) send brandon miller a text which it's just like as far as viciousness per word that's about as good as it gets uh, if you're a a bama hater which i'm not but i mean good lord that was that was that was well played it was well played played. yeah that was good well if you do believe in karma, um, I will say that some South Carolina lady basketball fans better mm. uh, better watch out because there were some posts that I found today. Apparently, they're a little bit sick of Caitlin Clark, who plays for Iowa. And if I'm not mistaken, South Carolina plays Iowa in the first game of the Final Four. Is that correct? It yes. is correct. And Caitlin yeah. Clark just was named National Player of the Year today as well. Well, South Carolina fans are apparently sick of seeing her face. Um, (laughs) There was a long thread on the board. I picked out some posts from the Big Spur where South Carolina fans are talking a little bit about uh, Caitlin Clark. The title of of the thread is Watching ESPN. I can tell they are on the Caitlin Clark Express. Harry Lynn, he said, Harry Lyon, he says, every time I've heard the women's final four mentioned on ESPN today, they've piled on about how great she is. They do this all the time with certain players, and I guarantee you they will glom onto her all pregame and during the entire game on Friday. I hope we hold her to single digits. Well, good luck with that. 
Yeah. yeah. And then, then a guy, low down, dirty chicken, says they're going to give her every opportunity to be David to our Goliath. They'll do everything they can to keep her from tiring out too soon. So get ready for soft foul calls on whoever guards her. If they thought officiating in our game versus Maryland was horrible, wait till Friday. Sam Eagle then says, they've been obsessed with her all season. They love flashy shooters who are also, um, never mind, LOL. Obviously insinuating something, which our next guy uh, will help out, out with a little bit here. He says, this is Mountain Cock 30. <laughs> He says, <laughs> "Wow, there's 29 <laughs> others." Yeah, this, <laughs> the 30th guy to get the mountain cock name says, "I usually think this sort of thing is lazy and dumb, but I have noticed women's basketball media is always very eager to prop up white guards. The players are always great, and it's not like our program hasn't gotten lots of great publicity. So I'm not claiming this dynamic is an absolute or completely unjustified, but it's there. So South Carolina fans seem to be poking the bear. Yeah. Caitlin Clark went 11 and 19 from the field, 8 of 14 from three, had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. There's a reason she was being lauded and held on a pedestal and it was the most watched basketball game i think espn has had this year with iowa and louisville yeah that was actually it was a uva guy this guy danny neckle said that game iowa louisville on espn had more viewers than any nba game espn has aired all season that's crazy yeah it's a crazy stat she's good it's okay to admit that other team other players from other teams are good Aaliyah Boston's fantastic. There's there's no denying that. South Carolina's probably going to win the whole daggum thing. You're not holding Caitlin Clark to single digits. Sorry, Harry Cock or whatever your name is. <laughs> that's, that, was, uh, that was that's, that was that's Mountain Harry Cock. Cock. <laughs> Harry Cock is Mountain Cock Cock's cousin, I think. Casey. <laughs> Harry Cock, twenty two. <laughs> I mean. The reason she's popular is, in a nutshell, she hits logo threes and she's a heel. If you watch her play, like oh, she's an, she's jerk. fun to hate, man. Like she talks crap the whole game. She's kind of a, you know, like which I like. I mean, that's fun to watch. It, is she fun. the is she the Jimmer of women's college basketball? Uh, Jimmer was nice though, wasn't he? Did he like talk trash and stuff? I don't think so. I think yeah. she was pretty quiet. Yeah, I mean, she's got an edge. That's why I think she's I would, fun as hell to watch. Who's cover your ears? I would go as far as saying JJ Reddick. Who? Yeah, because he was. No, I, that's a great pop. Yeah, and with contrast too. Yeah. You got Joy excited there with JJ Reddick talk. So that's that's the comparison that I would have I would give her. She's so fun to watch, and I think part of that draw of that game too is that they had Haley Van whatever her name is Van Lith on the other side of the ball for Louisville, and so the two of them had kind of both been hyped up. South Carolina's just mad they have to play the Caitlin Clark. They'd be mad if they had to play Haley Van List too. They wouldn't like either of them. But they were both going at each other. And at one point, like, Haley Van List was talking crap to Caitlin Clark. And she was like, "You're." she literally said, you're down by 18. Shut up. Like, yeah, you awesome. on video. Yeah. I loved it. I'm like, I appreciate, like, women basketball players that have passion and aren't scared to, like, talk crap and just play ball like they were play raised ball. to do. 
And I don't give a damn that she's white. I don't care. Well, she's got so a little I'm, bit of a gladiator, like, are you not entertained thing going on, right? Yeah, like, you know, exactly. With a big shot. Got our things, so like, going to court, like, you know, I want all the smoke, which is exactly. I, think that's awesome. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm like, I appreciate that I get to watch her play. Put yeah. your coach hat on. She's going to get hers. That's how you beat Iowa. You don't let anybody else get any. She's going to get hers. Right? So they're going to win 85 to 41, and Caitlin Clark's going to have another 41. I mean, for them to beat South Carolina, she's she has to score 30 or more, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't think the rest I, – I think Iowa's very good, but, I mean, South Carolina's – they're a they got good guards too. Yeah. So, I mean, if she – and Dawn Staley, I mean, you guys know I'm in the tank for her. Dawn Staley's not going to let one player beat them. So, even if Clark gets hers, it's yeah, it's going to be at the, yeah, it's going to be at the expense of the other people on the court. So it's still going to be fun to watch. I mean, I, Iowa could win. I just I think that's a South think, Carolina by twenty plus. Yeah, I would just like personally say off. that I hope Iowa wins. I hope Caitlin Clark goes off because I would much rather play Iowa in the national championship than I would South Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, I so I, I admitted, I admittedly don't follow women's basketball real closely. But does South Carolina get disrespected by the media? Do they? No. Are they lacking no. in media coverage themselves? Why? No. Why? No, they're not lacking in coverage. But there's there's been some stuff where I can't remember who if it was a coach or players. I, don't know, I feel like it may have been even a UConn thing, like complaining about their style and like that they're they're kind of thuggish or something. And like, is that who it was? And, and so that kind of crap they get, which is not, which is nonsense. I mean, look, Dawn Staley, I watched her play in college, man. She's hard nosed. She's from Philly. Like she's hard nosed as hell. And that's how her team plays. And so I think that they catch that a little bit. And so, you know, I think they're, they're easy for some people to root against, but they, they get a ton of press. I mean, they have, they draw a ton of fans. I mean, they're the, you know, they're the UConn now, you know, whatever UConn was 10 years ago. Their fans were getting on her during the Super Bowl because she came out in to coach a game in a Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt. Dude, she is Philly through and through. I mean, she coached at Temple before that. It's like, really? You're going to get on this woman who's going to win three titles in five years? Right. Yeah, Again, they're hitting. We'd we'll take, take her. her. Yeah, I mean, I love our coach now, but I, I would take Staley in a yeah. heartbeat. <laughs> she can coach our men. I have no oh, problem with that either. I could uh, listen. I, I could, could see, see that a men's team sometime. She should. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be her probably. Yep. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. So we talked in the past that there's been some fan bases who have tried to drum up some creative ways to maybe fund NIL or to be more competitive financially um, with. Um, you know, the big boys. And so there's a post from a Maryland board um, uh, that came out today from a guy named Havex who has a new novel idea on how to raise some NIL funds. And he says, the university should pay to take whole life insurance policies out in alumni names. The university pays for the premiums and it becomes a consistent revenue stream as alumni die. I don't know why no one has ever considered this idea. Could be a way for alums to give to the university without any money out of their own pockets and UMD's own sort of safe investment fund. So there you go. There is, we talked about can collecting. We talked about um, 
other ways to do it, but this is a new way in selling whole life insurance policies. It made me, I, I don't know about you, but I don't know that I'd feel real comfortable about people taking out life insurance policies in my name. I had two words come to mind when I was reading this, and, and I'm no expert, but insurance fraud. <laughs> but I don't yeah, know you, if that is or not. You know Havix sells life insurance, right? I mean, right. There's no, but How does a school take it out on a person? I, mean, I don't know the legality of that, but... I, I would be a little, I'd be watching my back at every school sponsored event. Like all of a sudden the, the school invites y'all to go out on a cruise ship out in the, out in the Atlantic. A bunch of and they just, they just announced that there's a $31 million football operations building that's yeah. going up and you're going on a cruise the next week. Yeah. They rent a private jet, throw all the alumni in there. I mean, this, this isn't that far from the plot of a, true crime podcast I listened to not that long ago where this woman was getting uh, life insurance policies on homeless people and then killing them. I mean, it's, it's, you know, this is just like a fancier way of, of making money. It just seems like the optics would be bad, right? If you're, you know, sending out a tweet about how you just had a bunch of money come in because some people died. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've always had these like dreams of you know the get rich quick schemes that maybe are legal, but that one I, I never crossed my mind to do that to the homeless. I see you taking grinding, Casey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, I think I have a good murder plot. If you need, I don't help. want to murder anybody though. That, that I feel bad. I'm too empathetic. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, just don't Google life insurance agents on your own computer. Do that right. on someone else's yeah. computer. Yeah. Go down to the public library and do all that Googling. I got a burner Gmail account, though. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, you should be good then. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Casey, I'm great at stuff like this about like hiding my identity and doing things. So you just let me know when you need all right. I got your email. It'll CSI help will us never... publish this podcast, too, that we've got all this on the air. <laughs> <laughs> law enforcement would never crack that uh, burner email never coming from no. the same ip address that i use my normal never. email no you get you wouldn't know you get a vin and get a different ip <laughs> we're we don't know those terms we're old we don't know what that means look yeah i'm lucky i have a that like, works private mode when i was like look at googling something the other day i'm like i don't even know what that is like, yeah and oh, you should always do that when you're looking for flights because they'll raise the flight prices if you look at them interesting see oh. we're learning something tonight yeah you could definitely figure you can definitely like hijack your computer and make it have a fake ip address and then search and then oh, undo man. that yeah i not think i've knock- ever like done any of this or you're gonna have a knock at the door tonight i think mm-hmm. Yeah, are we going to get notices when Joy has purchased life insurance policies? On no, the let's just say if you're one of my ex-boyfriends, I, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh boy, woo! Let's let's move on. <laughs> let's see if we can get this thought out of Joy's mind here. <laughs> you're acting as her counsel right now. Let's move yeah. on to the next topic. <laughs> All right, so. This is a good one from uh, the Ohio State Mr. Bird. We're going to shift over to football for a minute. Wonderful. Almost, God. Basketball season's almost over. We're going to switch over to football. And Ohio State fans, believe it or not, they are still upset with Ryan Day. And they they seem to be growing more upset by the day. And 
there was a, a running back, a four-star running back from Ohio who was being recruited by Ohio State, but he committed to Michigan this week. And so you can imagine that Ohio State fans took it well. <laughs> so there were many posts saying the same thing, but I picked one out. And this is from a guy named the Utah Buckeye. He says, this is the danger of hiring an outsider. Day is not a Buckeye. He's not an Ohio guy. We need to get rid of this loser yesterday. He doesn't get the rivalry, and it shows. So Ohio State fans are still wanting to get rid of that loser, Ryan Day. And it made me think, is there anybody in the world that's going to have more pressure on themselves than I, Ryan Day does going into that Michigan game this year? No. No way. <laughs> I mean, his entire career rides on one game. He could be undefeated or winless going into that game, and it doesn't matter. But his entire career probably rides on that game, right? Oh, yeah. Which is crazy when they people are saying he doesn't understand the rivalry. He's like 45 <laughs> and 6, and he knows that he's going to get run out of town if he loses one game <laughs> to Michigan next year, right? I'm pretty sure he gets it, <laughs> like the significance of the rivalry at this point. So I did a little research. and. What? I know, I know. Disappointing, everybody, <laughs> every day. Here. Line. You had the day off today or what? <laughs> Let me guess. You also were talking to your buddies about it. No, well, maybe. <laughs> Ohio State has the fifth-ranked recruiting class for 2023. And in 2024, they have the number six recruiting class. That has a lot to do with the head coach. It has a lot to do with the system. It has a lot to do with Brian Hartline being their recruiting coordinator. However... He's getting the players. So I don't know why they want to get rid of Ryan Day every minute of every – just because it's like the Alabama effect, I think. You lose a game that to your rival, and it's all of a sudden it's the head coach, chop him off. And, again, I would take him as an offensive analyst at Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this kid they lost out on, his name is Jordan Marshall. I mean, he's a four-star running back. He was ranked right. the 90, 91st ranked player in 247's rankings, the seventh best running back in the country. So it's not like they missed out on, you know, some five-star number one ranked player in the country. Um, I'm also the, just uh, over this whole narrative of, like, they need to be from there to understand. Like, Nick Saban's not from Alabama. Yeah. Like, I need y'all to calm down. That doesn't matter near as much as y'all think it does. And you like, people are like, if he's not a born and bred Ohio man, he doesn't understand Ohio State football. Like, Shut up. We all understand Ohio State football. We know that's your big rivalry. Like, we all get it. He doesn't need to be born and raised there and probably wouldn't want to be um, to understand it. Like, it drives me nuts that that's become a a thing in college football. Like, if, the, if, if they're not a Ohio guy, they just don't get it. That's a crock of bull the other thing i thought was kind of amusing the uh the embedded post on the message board here that this guy was responding to was from a guy bucks and surfing who said can't blame jordan for committing to michigan why would he want to play in ryan's pass happy offense so all these ohio state fans all they want is the urban meyer days back right and you know whatever they're sick of ryan days pass happy offense i look back Urban Meyer's final season, they had 551 pass attempts, 5,100 passing yards. Uh, last year, Ohio State had 409 passing attempts, about 3,800 passing yards. So they literally are throwing the ball 
Like mm-hmm. and then that's a one fewer game, but still, it's thirteen hundred mm-hmm. yards and whatever, one hundred and forty-two uh, fewer attempts in one fewer game. So people, yeah, they get these narratives stuck in their heads, and they don't let facts get in the way of anything, right? It's oh no. He didn't come here because all Ryan Day does is throw the ball. Well, that, you know, that's actually not true, but go off. I'm surprised they didn't blame the refs. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't lose yet. That's why. <laughs> is it, it might be his fault, you know, like because it was Saban's fault. That yeah. lost, so it might be his fault. It's Juwan Howard's fault. Juwan Howard's fault, guys. You're pointing blame the wrong person. Uh, Ohio State fans, I can only imagine what sort of posts we're going to get from Ohio State fans as the build-up to the season comes. And that game, I mean, if literally if they lose to Michigan, I, I, I wouldn't even want to be Ryan Day. Like, he should just – he should move to like like uh, Vietnam or something if they lose that game and never show his face to, in public again. They're going to have to call Alabama and get the same armed guards that they had for Brandon Miller to escort Ryan Day around. Well, That's- even the reasonable Ohio State fans who we know on Twitter are saying, yeah, if he loses to Michigan, he needs to go. I'm like, you're one of the same ones. Like, what the <laughs> – Oh, is there such thing as a saying Ohio State man? I don't know. I don't, not when it comes to Michigan, so, no. I don't think. I don't think so. There, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to need Brandon Miller's armed guards, and then someone's probably going to offer to pay Brandon Miller to take care of Ryan Day is what I can foresee coming. This yeah. is getting very murdery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's lighten things up here. Then this, is last <laughs> post. this is my last shot to try to what get What are you about? This is it. It's a great light mood. I love talking is, about murder. This is my last chance to try to get murder off of Joy's brain. If I can't do it here, it's a true I mean, crime, I, true crime podcast. I don't know what to do. Someone call the FBI. Um, <laughs> do not. <laughs> All right, here we. This is from an, the Auburn board, the bunker. This has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with football. It might have something to do with college baseball, as who's brought up earlier. But it, this poster named Mike CB22 had a thought. He said, "How come mooning isn't a big thing now? Seems like back in the '90s, mooning, mooning someone was the ultimate gotcha. Randy Musk, Moss got in trouble for a fake moon, and it went away. Sad. I completely I had never agree thought with about. I had never thought about the fact that mooning just went away, and then who's you?" you you brought up an example earlier of someone actually mooning someone. So. It was a very, I mean, mooning, I don't know if you guys saw it. It's a very generous term for what he did. He just kind of like pulled the back of his pants down for like a second and yanked them back up. So I I wouldn't even consider that like a full-on mooning. So I think this guy's, I'm, I'm looking at his tag. He's your bad uncle, which is kind of creepy. I think his point still kind of stands that mooning has kind of gone away, at least in a full sense. Joy, what's wrong with your generation? Are you guys too cool to moon people or what? Um, I would dare to say that the people that raised us didn't pass down the importance of it. I think that's what we're all They didn't pass down the important things, with, exactly. like mooning. Like mooning. It I know I've murdered someone, but I don't know how to moon someone. I mean, what is the priority here? Whose have you taught your kids about mooning? Oh yeah, no, they've totally done it before. My actually, that's not true. My daughter's <laughs> way too private. My son, like, basically spends half his life with his ass hanging out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but is that intentional or not? Some, sometimes, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So, Casey, yep. do you think this is the ultimate gotcha? Because it, it was. So, because I, I had two potential other ones that could be uh, pressing ham. I don't mm. know if you guys are oh. familiar with that term, but that's that's almost <laughs> that more of a gotcha. Troy looks very confused. It's when uh, sometimes in a car where it's when you're mooning and press your butt cheeks against some kind of glass oh. surface. So okay, got it. Yeah, and then hanging brain also is another gotcha that you know well, guys engage in. We, so we called it the the goat. But it happened. It, it was hand in hand. There was a movie called Waiting back in the nineties yeah. with Ryan Reynolds, right? With Ryan Reynolds, and they yeah. were in a re working in a restaurant, and he came into the to the dishwash area, and there was the cook with you know mooning somebody. It, that was that was the best. Mooning was the best, and you know I think I think like sexual harassment or something ruined it. Like somebody had a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> That pesky sexual harassment. That's always a good argument for a middle-aged white dude. Is like, eh, it's just like sexual harassment ruined us burying our not, body not parts. Like, what did they call it? They tightened that. They tightened that up. You can't, you can't pee on college campuses anymore without getting a, a charge. I mean, let's have some fun here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so angry. It goes hand in hand with how the world is right now. Everyone's so angry. Everyone wants to fire Ryan Day. If you could just, if this guy just got mooned, he would probably laugh. And then, you know. Maybe that's something Ryan Day could do to kind of save himself. Just kind of hang the moon out there. You lose to Michigan, just drop your trousers. So, look, I mean, he's maybe, gone anyway. Like, just go out in a blaze of glory, right? Or is there anything? Ryan Day's not so bad after all. He mooned everybody. Let's give that guy another chance. Let's hang on to this fella. Was there anything better than like going to a county or, or a state <laughs> tournament game and you see a, a rival bus going by and you had like, you know, yeah. you and 12 year buddies just going against the yeah. school bus with the Always ham, will, man. It will never not be funny. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't care how old I get. I mean, now you're just getting up on the registry, and everybody, all your neighbors are going to see you. Right. If you you you're gonna hang someone. a blue light outside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. The three of us seem very amused by this whole thing. At least, <laughs> so Joyce, Joyce still got murder on the brain. <laughs> True. She's concocting some grand murder scheme. <laughs> Just hope my name's not on the paper anywhere there. <laughs> it's like Steve Buscemi and uh, Billy Madison. Yes. <laughs> a list of people to kill. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's all I got, guys. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Thank you.